Okay, so I think that we should start this episode talking about the NBA All-Star Game. Um, I didn't actually watch a whole lot of it, but I'm assuming that you watched the skills competition and the the game? Yeah, I uh, caught okay. some of the rising stars on Friday night as well. Only thing I missed was the celebrity game, and I'm actually upset about that. Um, I didn't hear anything either which way, so... I don't know if it was like a big deal. I heard it it was actually terrible, Uh, but (laughs) Guy Fieri was Stephen A. Smith's assistant coach, and I just had to see that. And then uh, the only the only notable thing was Quavo blocked Common very hard. Dude, that's that's some cred right there. Yeah, in 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 his hometown, in Quavo, no, in Common's hometown. So. Oh no. Yeah. Quavo, Um, heck. The one thing I did hear about the the skills competition was Tatum did not do very well. Tatum didn't look like he gave a shit. Um, yeah. Which, I, I mean, Trey Young didn't look like he gave a shit in the three-point contest, or he thought he was better than it. I think everyone was... Uh, I think I think the youngins partied, for sure. Look, I mean, we said the same thing about the NHL All-Star game. The the None of it really matters. It's all for fun. It's all for... I would imagine between players bragging rights and things like that. So, I mean, as long as nobody got hurt, I'm fine with it, you know? Yeah. Uh, but what was crazy, I mean, uh, Saturday night was fun. The uh, skills competition was whatever. It's pretty quick. Three-point contrast was interesting, uh, you know, depending on how much you like these things. I I, I tend to like them. Uh, and then the dunk contest was uh, Taco, our boy Taco Fall got dunked over, and somehow that didn't win. I think Aaron Gordon got ripped off. Uh, I digress. It's what it's really whatever. Um, it was more fun this year though than I will say in years past. But I don't know how much more you can do with it. But yeah. they figured out the All Star Game. I think. Okay. I think the All Star Game was phenomenal. And the craziest part about it, I know you didn't see. It, I would I would definitely recommend highlights. Is I I saw like playoff basketball, like Game Seven basketball being played late in that game like it was just the the first three quarters of the classic like alley-oops and just ridiculousness and not really putting it on and then in the fourth Giannis comes out and blocks LeBron and just everyone is like trying to prove themselves as the best of the best and it was awesome uh they, I just you think know, they figured it out and people are like well is it just because this this year was for the Kobe award it's like every year is going to be for the Kobe award I truly think the format is what made them dog it and like start I think going. It, you know I what I did read from uh from Kemba was that he was like I was supposed to be on a on like a uh time restriction like I wasn't supposed to play as much as I did but then it started getting heated and I wanted to be out there and and be you know playing yeah so and, it seemed like it, the players loved it yeah and I'm sure yeah, I mean I I hate that but like you know he, who's going to bench him? You know, like, like he's, he's, the coaches are listening to whatever he said. The coaches aren't getting that into it, but the players were getting extremely into it. And yeah. are like bitching for fouls, taking charges, going at each other. The shit talk in the press conferences after the game was amazing. Uh, just like uh, Giannis saying their whole strategy was to, I saw whoever James Harden was defending because they knew they could score on him. <laughs> it's just like, 
it was it was amazing. It was amazing. And then, of all people to win the MVP, Kawhi does it because Kawhi just went off and almost set a three point record for the NBA All Star game. And just classic Kawhi, just like he's playing his day and doesn't seem very enthusiastic about winning the award. Uh, I was going to say, has anyone ever looked that bored winning an award before? Kawhi Leonard, uh, each and every time <laughs> he wins an award. That's uh, true. He's, I mean, he it's weird to see him smile after the finals. That's just like, and I feel like once he's smiled that big over that, there, he it has to be that big of a deal for him to smile that big. And yeah. uh, he smiled a little bit here and there. Uh, my favorite thing was he was on the post game with the TNT guys, and Charles Barkley called him a cyborg, and he didn't seem to know what a cyborg was. <laughs> That's exactly how a cyborg would act. Yeah, exactly. It just it just catered to it. Um, but uh, it was fun, man. It was really fun. And then uh, of course, Ice Cube has a huge problem with people playing to score, apparently, uh, <laughs> specifically professionals, despite the fact that. Each and every one of us who has ever played basketball started by playing to score. It wasn't like we were playing in the driveway or at the street park and someone was like, all right, set your watch. All right, we True. got 10 minutes and whatever the score is, it's over. It's like you always think, play to a score. I think the problem is that Ice Cube is really trying to build something with this three-on-three league, and he's trying to take anything that he possibly can get and you know if they're if they're using a format that they typically use in big three or what they call they're calling fireball three now for some reason, um, I think that he's just trying to get. I, I I hate to say credit for it because like you said, it's not you didn't invent it, but he he's just trying to make it so that people talk about big three at the same time because it's it I can only imagine how tough it is to to actually make a league that is going to work. And then bring it to these arenas that are pretty big and pretty much sell them out. Yeah, I hope he was just trying to get attention to it. I hope he doesn't really believe that he's owed any money or anything from that for one game that doesn't mean anything. You doing one quarter of playing to a score. Every other quarter was timed. I'll um, ask him, dude. I'm going to see Ice Cube on Friday. Oh, sick. Yeah. Ask Cube so, and then yeah. tell him tell him I do watch the big three. I support it. Okay. Um I I mean, he he really is trying. He's pulling out all the stops, not to turn this into a big three podcast, but he just changed the rule that you have to be an ex-NBA player or an ex-professional player, period. And now you can try out anyone over the age of 22 can try out. I mean, it's so, smart. Yeah, I'm sure I, it is, but I, I think that's hurting his chance of having viewers, actually. I think you kind of made this, this game that's catered to old people, and now if you have young guys playing it, it's just another league that no one's really going to care about as much. Uh, but maybe Into maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that yeah. I mean, I watched XFL this weekend, so what do I know? Dude, I I was reading a stat um, about the XFL since you know we tend to talk about the XFL f somewhat frequently at this point. I yeah. Um, I mean, I'm ready now. I got stats, and so my stats are the LA Wildcats are fucking garbage, but they almost <laughs> did it. They almost did it. That's my team. Well, the stat that I want to point out here is that the St. Louis Battlehawks of the XFL and the St. Louis Blues went head-to-head -head on cable TV uh, the night of the game. The Battlehawks <laughs> drew nearly double the audience of the Blues. That's that's just... <laughs> the team that just won the Cup last year. Yeah, They lost rough. viewership to an XFL team who's had two games at this point, maybe. Oh, man. I'd love to see that in a major market. Love it. 
I would love no, but I would love to see it in a major market. See if it's I'm sure it still holds the same, but well, like if the Rangers have won the cup and the and there's a New York XFL team. I imagine I imagine football always wins. I just don't think it doubles it. Well, I mean, I would imagine that if you think about the L.A. team for the XFL, they probably have more viewers than the Kings do right now. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And I, I think so. that's just a matter of football wins. I think the XFL wins over maybe almost any NHL team. Hmm. I don't know. I mean. But doubling is embarrassing. Doubling is very du- embarrassing. Doubling is hugely embarrassing. Yeah, I think it's possible football always wins, but I think doubling is embarrassing. Also, football, I mean, we can't ignore the fact that they have the upper hand when they're airing on ABC. You know, like I just it's it's ripe for more eyes. It's you know, it's not like this was a it was a, was it up against a blues NBC game that I don't know. Yeah, but so I but. should come with the facts next time. Yeah, you do your do better Nielsen ratings. No, sorry, cool. man. <laughs> I don't really fully understand the system. So you have to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I will pay um, more attention next time. No, doubles embarrassing. And uh St. Louis you don't even have every major sport. No. You don't even have an actual NFL team. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe St. Louis was longing for a football team super badly. Dude, I don't know, but all the videos again, this is now the XFL podcast, but That's fine. Um, it's going to do it again too. We shouldn't even steer away. All the videos that I've seen, it just looks like a blast. It looks like a it, it straight up looks like a NASCAR race at at a football game. Yeah, yeah, it does. I want to go. I, we were talking about me and my friends were talking about going next week. I don't know if it's going to pan out, but uh, I'll let you know the atmosphere when I'm for there, sure uh, of an LA Wildcats game, which just still has the LA Galaxy stuff painted all over the field, so you can't really tell if there's new lines. <laughs> like it's like oh, <laughs> they do, just do, wing it. Do they play with boxes like a goaltender box? It's like no, they just. <laughs> Just didn't care to yeah. get rid of them. <laughs> the, honestly, we didn't think it was going to make it to week two. So yeah, honestly, and it's doing well. It looks like they might finish the season. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Go cats, baby! I'm riding through and through. We can we can All go right. defeated this season. I'm riding with the cats. All right, man. You're just, definitely going to go defeated. I just hope this week they fired the right guy. <laughs> For real. Because last week, I mean, clearly it wasn't the defensive coordinator. So try again. Fire someone else. They're just going to go down the line at this point. I'm in. Um, I'm in. But anyways. That could get me a job out there. <laughs> I hope it does. I really do. I was asking my friend, honestly, real quick. I was asking my friend, I was like, honestly, how hard do you think it would be to work yourself up to being a coach in the XFL? And he and he said, probably not that hard. And I agree. I think if I dedicated myself to it, I could, I'd probably start low, but I could work my way up. I think in seven years I could be like a positional <laughs> seven coach, years? A, posi- a positional coach. And then Dude, from there, it's like you go coordinator. And then from there you go to like head coach. Yeah. Nobody has the XFL last in seven years. No, I know it's, it's a terrible thing to put all your eggs in. It's a terrible I basket to put all it. your eggs in, but yeah, no, no, I, th- I think you should do it. I haven't written it off <laughs> at all. Good. I, yeah. Dude, I fully support you. Start hit that Kickstarter, uh, like and subscribe. Hey and, guys, uh, <laughs> donate money to me so I can live off of trying to become an XFL coach <laughs> and doing nothing else. Hell you know, yeah. My first job's probably gonna be free, so I'm gonna need to live for a year off of whatever yep. you guys can get. But uh, really counting on you guys out there. Yeah. Anyways, sorry, Ice Cube. 
<laughs> yeah. So are we going back to the NBA All Star Game? Or are we good? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm pretty good on it. It was very fun. I'll watch it again next year. It made it interesting to think about if they do do one of these mid season tournaments, and just seeing some of these guys go at each other when I haven't even really seen them go at it. They don't even go at each other in the regular season because that's when you'll always have someone rest and blah 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 blah. But um, it was just. I thought it was cool to have everyone want to prove that they're the best player on the floor. And yeah, I, I hope that it continues. I hope it continues to be this this uh, like fun for the players because it will only bring in more views, and more eyes to the game. And you know, it, it, the, as a kid, all the All Star games are always super fun. You get to see all the cool players all on the court together, playing yeah. each other, wanting to beat each other. You know, if these guys want to play in those games, unlike the Pro Bowl, where half the people don't even show up, then it, it brings in more fans. And basketball kind of needs that right now. Not that they're not, you know, a big sport. Don't get me wrong. But I think bringing in more fans is always the goal, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, 100%. Um, so. I wonder if you see the All-Star game moved out of the United States one year. Where do you think, though? Oh, I mean, anywhere. Uh, NBA London, NBA Mexico City, uh, China. See, they've um, been doing that with one-off games and stuff a lot in different leagues. But do you think that they're gonna bring the All Star Game, the biggest like their one of their biggest events of the year aside from the playoffs, to a different country? I think it would outrage a lot of people, but I think they'd make a lot of money. So I think it it all depends on how much money they want to hmm. make. I think they might yeah, make more right. money. Um in ways because you still got the tv revenue how much do you really make in the city and if right. you do make a lot in the city go to a place like london that's still a big market uh you know don't go to somewhere like mexico city and make you know a less wealthy city try to compensate the money you make in like chicago or whatnot but uh if you do that True. in london where people can afford to spend and do want to spend or i mean shit if you put it in paris with uh just like the center of europe I mean, I think you got to. I think you can probably play that game in a soccer stadium and still fill it out. Well, I think it's definitely in, an interesting concept for sure. I think that it could do very well, but I think it also could be hit or miss. Yeah, a, a thousand percent. Um, and I, I again, I don't, I don't know that we'll ever see it, but I'd be curious if they thought that. And they, I'm sure they thought it, but I'd, I'd be curious if yeah. they ever try it. But it's always like a big, you know, the, it, it takes away from like. It's always like a big honor for whichever city it's in. And uh, this is like the first time it was in Chicago in like almost 20 years, which to me is kind of crazy. I mean, there's some of these basketball towns it'll never be in, I got to imagine. Right. Like if this is ever in Oklahoma, if the All-Star Games ever in Oklahoma City, I'm just going to, I'm going to be very confused. So since we're still kind of talking basketball, did you happen to see that Kevin Garnett documentary uh, trailer yet? No. So it's actually pretty sick. Like you're going to have to take you're going to have to watch it. Um they're putting out a documentary about him. It starts with him basically sitting in an interview talking back and forth with somebody about how he basically basically got thrown into a pickup game with Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. Wow. And if you know, just hearing that it, to, to start a story is awesome, but the way that he tells it is great. So definitely, if you haven't seen the, the trailer, check it out because it's going to – we all know it's going to be awesome. I mean, Kevin Garnett's the man. It's going to be so good. 
Where's it coming out? Um, I, that I don't know, but it's coming out in the fall. Okay. From what I remember, so, um, I don't know if it's. I doubt it's a in theaters type of thing, but it's probably HBO or or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, I think he's just one of one of the most fascinating players ever. Just because. I mean, it feels like he's the most successful shit talker. Like of I mean, all the people who talk the word trash, around the league. Yeah. Or, I mean, I guess I mean I'm I mean Bird and Jordan were pretty good, but like it just seems like Garnett would undress you with his words and then dunk on your head. Yeah. And just like even when he became like a a part of the sideline in Minnesota those last few years and he's just chirping active players. <laughs> it was just it was pretty incredible. Yeah. But yeah, check that out. It's cool. It's going to be awesome. I know. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Be as uh, awesome as when his numbers up in the rafters. That baby, I, I'm definitely gonna go to that game. I know it's not gonna be a cheap one. It's gonna be a pretty penny to get in there, but I'm gonna make yeah. it happen next year. Yeah, that's worth it. Um, definitely worth it. No, that's yep. all I got for the NBA. I miss it until Thursday. Reggie Jackson's a Clipper, and uh, basketball qu- Twitter acted like he's the second coming of Jesus. So it'll be great when games get back on and uh, we all get back to reality. Yeah, I think the the Celtics don't have a game till Friday, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, so. This is a this is a late one for the Bruins this week. We got a couple games coming up that are all on kind of the west coast of Canada, um, so some of the games are fairly late. I think it's eight thirty for me tomorrow against uh, Calgary, or uh, yeah, Calgary on Wednesday, um, no, Saturday. Is it Calgary or Edmonton. You're right. It's Edmonton, and then it's Calgary, and then it's Vancouver. Uh, those the games get progressively later as they as they come along. So I'm fine with late night games on weekends, but that's probably prime for you, right? Yeah, uh, this, is, this is my Seven favorite time of year. Game. Yeah. My favorite like six games of the year. You have Phoenix, a yeah. couple of late Canada games, and actually, I get a I get like ten. I get like ten of them. With all the California teams too, so so in about a month too, they come out your way. Yep, it's uh, weird. It's not part of that leg, but I guess it's just the whole CBA of don't send us on the road for thirteen games, assholes. <laughs> which makes sense. Did, I don't know if I. I'm sure I already asked you this, but or, do you plan on going to that game? Yes, the Kings. I'm game? going. I'm going to that game. Uh, I have cool. a friend who's. I have a friend whose boyfriend's brother works for the Kings, and uh, apparently we're able to get some great seats from that. So, if if I wasn't getting seats, I was definitely I was going anyway. But it could be like a good solid good sized crew of us. Um, I will be I will be over on the East Coast, jealous of that for sure. Yeah, I, you should watch and see if you can see anybody get arrested. It might be me, dude. I'm in. I'm I'm in for that. Like, if you end up on the internet somewhere. That's great. Great That'd news. Fun. It'd be good for us. I'll, I'll wear the Balcony Chatter Pod uh, t-shirt. Um, Perfect. And you know, the best part about that game, Andrew, is new Bruins winger Tyler Toffoli playing his old... Oh, wait. Sorry. Oh, wait. Oh, he got traded to Vancouver. Him. Oh, that's right. A team mm. who is like straight up falling apart as we talk. Like, So there's a few teams out there right now that have made a couple trades or are trying to make trades that are straight up just falling apart. As as we speak, I would like Colorado, for that one to fall apart. I, I would like that trade to fall apart. apart. Oh, me yeah. too. 
But yeah, that, at I mean, the same time, oh, did, did you watch any of that? That's that's what was happening Saturday. As I have like, as I'm, I went to Buffalo Wild Wings for the dunk contest. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, <laughs> no, there was a crew of us for someone's birthday. Uh, but on on one of the TVs was was the Stadium Series game between them and Colorado, the Kings in Colorado. On on one of the TVs. No, there was the several. LA it was several. Oh, okay. It was several. <laughs> okay. It was several. In fact, in fact, the the NBA contests were the audio. The All Star the All Star Saturday night was the audio. But man, I had to like crane my neck and find a TV for it. There was a lot of there was a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of the Kings game. And then the other dominant one was college wrestling. Dude, hell yeah. I don't that know was what the hell. Way, I, I guarantee that was way more interesting than that stadium series game, which was awful. Yeah. Yeah. Although Tyler Toffoli had a hat trick. He did. He did. He earned himself Vancouver. He earned himself Canadian citizenship. That's not how that works. But. I don't know, man. The, so the way that I look at these. So a lot of a lot of the targets that the Bruins are supposedly after have been picked up by someone else. This yeah. seems to kind of mirror every other year in the at the trade deadline except for last year which still is paying off huge for us yeah i mean um shit if sweeney doesn't pull anything he can almost i mean he should never say this publicly but he could almost make the argument that uh you know he did enough the year before here's the thing the for same me. team a lot of these players are getting taken for a lot more than as a fan, I'm not talking like I work for the Bruins. I'm just talking because we have this podcast. As a fan, it's too much for me. Like a lot of these teams are giving up way too much for rental players because they plan to re-sign them. I yeah. don't know that we're going to be able to re-sign some of the players that we're looking for no. because we still need to re-sign Krug. We still have salary in Backus. We still it's have salary so in John Ward. It's so weird. It's it's just the market is so high. Yep. And the teams that are willing to do it, they suck, fine. But, we, like, the concept of building around a veteran, like, the re-sign, it's just, it, it's, it's just, I mean, it's so opposite of, first of all, it's, it's like an oxymoron in and of itself, because they're flipping them for picks, and that's the actual value, and it costs so many picks to get these aging guys who are already not worth as much because that's just how time works. Right. So it's so confusing. I, I don't under, I don't understand it. I, I get having the price be high, but then you just have these crap teams coming in and, and paying it. And it's just like, that's the part that doesn't make sense. If you want to keep your sell price high, fine. You want to see what you can get out of it. You want to get these teams that are selling are smart because they're getting so much back. Well, that's that's like you're looking at teams like Ottawa and teams like uh, L.A. who are picking up a ton of picks because they're sort of in a rebuild mode on the fly. So it's like we're going to trade away these guys who we're not going to resign and we're going to lose anyway, and we're getting picks or we're getting things in return that we need. So that makes sense. But the teams that are taking them, like Vancouver, who is not a Stanley Cup contender, is giving up so much stuff for a player who might not re-sign with you next year. So yeah. I don't want to give I don't want to sell the farm to get a rental player that we're never going to be able to afford because yes, I want to win and I think that we should be all in this year because you don't have that much longer with with Chara at all. You don't have that much longer with Bergeron, let's be real. 
You know, like this is this is win now mentality that should be. So, you know, I want to get Kreider, but I'm also not going to give up like Bjork, a high end defenseman, a first round pick and a second round pick. Like that's way too much in my eyes. So there has to be some sort of happy medium. People are going to be pissed if Sweeney doesn't make a move at the deadline. And if he does make a move and it's not good, they're going to be pissed either way. So this team is number one in the league by a few points right now. I don't think they'd really need anything. It would be nice to get a a nice second-line winger. But even if they picked up Joe Thornton as a bottom, you know, uh, third, fourth-line guy, it's still a veteran presence. It's a big body. It's a guy who wants to win. It'll get the team kind of rallied a little bit more. It's just the hype, you know, like that's the type of player that if you can't get a big name, take a risk on a fourth line guy. Why not? I like that. This team right now could go all the way. The the only thing that we're missing from last year is Johansson, who don't get me wrong. He, him and Coyle led us to that Stanley cup in a few rounds. They saved, they saved our ass in a, in a bunch of games they really pulled us through there. But overall, our team is on a tear. And our biggest problem going into the playoffs for the last forever is health. If everyone's healthy or if everyone's 90%, like we've said in the past, we're a very hard team to beat. The only team that I'm afraid of right now is Washington. And I think that we've said that before, too. Yeah. So I really don't think that we need to go too crazy. It would be... You know, one piece would really set us over the edge, potentially, like if we got a Kreider and he's he's a stud, but there's only so much you can give up. You want to re-sign Krug, right? You want to re-sign some of these other players that are going to go. So if you are willing to take a chance to win a cup and then not be able to re-sign some players, then go for it. But I don't think that's the way to go. No, and it's not necessary. Uh, anything you're doing at this point is bolstering. Uh, you're trying to bolster your lineup. Uh, you mentioned it's setting you over the edge, and that's ex- exactly what I think you'd, it does if you can pull off a Kreider move. Um, but no, it's not necessary. It's clearly not necessary. And uh, showing yourself as the well-endowed favorite also isn't really necessary in the NHL playoffs. Uh, yeah, I especially also, as much as the NBA. Um, I also you know. believe that you don't want to bring in more than one guy. And the reason is because this team is so is meshed so well together right now that trying to bring in another guy just to fill a spot is not what you want to do. Because right. then you take a roster spot away from somebody who's been, you know, really pushing for it all year and earned their spot. Um, and it's just not – I don't think it's necessary. And But I do think that if you go for a Kreider, you need to trade away one of those roster players like Heinen or unfortunately, which I don't want to see happen, Coolman or someone along that, those lines, to make room. Because otherwise, who are you going to sit? Right. So it's tough. It's it's a really tough spot. And I, and I know that fans are all over Sweeney, and they're going to do it until you know he makes the perfect move. But sometimes you just can't do that. Yeah, I mean, I think this is one of those years that, you know, let us bitch and moan. You know, let us let us bitch and moan. Uh, you know, don't don't pick up the phone for that dumb reason. I hate that that rhymed. Um, I think <laughs> I think depth is really what you want. Like kind of what you said, you're just picking up players to make sure that down the stretch, if somebody gets hurt or if something like ha- if something like that ha- happens, 
and you bolster the lineup now, you might be able to get those guys ready to go for playoff time if somebody were to go down. Yes. Also, um, if a team is willing to take Bacchus because they're trying to hit salary cap next year and they have and we have to overpay, you know, with a with a get their an enforcer pick. Yeah, we might have to do something. They'll just take their enforcer. We've 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 long talked about how this team doesn't have the tough guy. Right. He should get you dumping that contract should get you an enforcer somewhere. And that's really all we might need. Give me some grit. Um I don't know. It's tough. You know, there's a lot of players out there that I would love to see, but I don't I don't think it's going to happen because they clearly aren't either willing to move or aren't even available, but you know, there's a, there's a big couple names out there that if they were on this team, I would be so scared to play us if we were anybody else. You know, like if you had a uh Dustin Bufflin from Winnipeg who's now oh. a free agent, if he decided that he wanted to play hockey again and they picked him up for this end for this run, that's scary. Like he I is a scary Dusty. guy to play against and I've I always wanted Dusty. him on our team. Yeah, me too. Me too, even if he's too old now. Hey, he he can if he can still skate, he's still a big guy and he's willing to go with anybody. So yeah, literally in the room with Sweeney. Sweeney's like, "You think you're old? Check out <laughs> some of the ages on our roster." Yeah, for real. Oh man, and if they get Joe, then they should be able to get Dustin too. I mean, Dustin's Dustin's gonna be not even forty. Dustin's I don't, yeah, probably I don't like think he's quite 38, 37. Hey man, come win a cup. Yeah. We know he had a couple in Chicago, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, come on another one, dude. He's he's thirty four. Yeah, that sucks. That honestly sucks. I don't know, but somebody like him, someone like Ryan Reeves, obviously not available from Vegas, but would be kind of the one type of thing who has a little bit of skill, but still, he he puts the fear in players not to take out not to take out their stars or anybody on the team really and that's that's what we need i mean we'll, we'll talk about it forever but we've got we got bullied last year we straight up got bullied out of the cup yeah that was what it that's what it came down to and and that can't happen again no so, so let's bolster let's bolster this let's bolster that grit yep be nice if you can get those skill guys but if not you can still get grit out there yep I mean, I feel pretty good about our chances right now. Uh, aside, all, all trades aside and things like that, if we don't go too crazy, if we don't do anything major, I feel pretty good about where we stand. McAvoy is like is turning it on right now. He, I think he's got three goals, which, I mean, it took him almost an entire year to score one goal. So, right. I mean, the production value is definitely going up. He's, he's really showing what he, what he can do. And Marshan clearly found his hands. About time. Um, I don't know if you've been seeing the back and forth he's had with fans on, or not oh, fans, but people on Twitter. It's one of my favorite uh, things in the world. Other players, but he is definitely in peak uh, Marshan right now. I love it. I love it. I'm here for it. Let the chirping, com- I'd say begin, but it's just continue at this point. He's been going. <laughs> well, the man's I, I, has been going at it. His thumbs must be sore. It really helps when he starts feeling it on the ice and he starts playing well. It's it's game on for everybody. Nobody's yeah. safe. No. And, uh, you know, if that's happening down the stretch as we head towards playoffs, I just, you know, I would 
take it, you know, he can just, I don't know, I would take some time. If he needs to suck a little more so he thrives later, I'm in. I guess is all I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, and that that's what I was hoping for earlier in the year is that some of these players that were slumping, Pasta wasn't slumping at all, but he was stuck at 38 goals. I was like, is this going to be his slump? Because now he's back. He scored a, a few goals. He's still leading the league, tied with actually the Toronto's playing now. They could Matthews could have passed him for the league leading goals, but they were tied. I don't know. Um, but I'm hoping that he kind of has that behind him at this point, and it's on, on to 50. Yeah, I hope so too. And uh, I hope we can go 10 beyond that. It would be really cool to see him get a 60-goal year, and I, I definitely think it's hugely in the cards. It's definitely not. Yeah, it's it's not out of reach for him. He's already had four hat-tricks this year. Why not another four, right? <laughs> yeah. That would be four wild. goals. Another four hat tricks. Some quad tricks. That's what they yeah. call four goals. I yep. just I Googled it. Um Ice Cube created it. Oh boy, here we go. Back to Ice Cube. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Sorry. Cube listens, I should stop. <laughs> um <laughs> Do oh, you Six... what? I was just gonna say six more days, man. A lot of more a lot more uh lot more shit to drop. Yeah, I it's. Uh, I mean, people are doing it so quickly. The teams are trades are just happening left and right. Yeah, maybe there won't be a big push at the end. Maybe teams will be out of players to move. <laughs> That'd be nice. I'd rather get it out of the way now. Get Kreider in here, whoever in here now, so I don't have to be refreshing constantly on the trade deadline day, even though I'll be doing it anyway. Yeah, but it'd be nicer to kind of do it just that time. That's what I did for NBA. If, if NBA did the whole week leading up, I might have lost it. By it, I mean my right index finger from clicking. Hey, <laughs> zing. Unfortunately, this is kind of a bad time for a player to be traded to the Bruins, seeing as they're on this this like late road trip game schedule. So, I mean, it is what it is. Players, unless you they get go them from it. there, and then you ease them back into Boston time. That's true. So let's just do that then. I don't know what yeah. we're waiting for. Yeah, who do we want from Edmonton? Call up good old Petey, Petey She. Is he still there? He got no. fired again. No, he got yeah, fired yeah. for sure. Fuck yeah. Call We're him going up to Calgary. for the other GM's number. We're going to Calgary. Tell them that we'll retain. We'll take half Lucic's salary. They retain the second 50%. We'll take him back. Back is for Luch. Hell yeah. Oh, I that's the worst trade. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one that has people that don't really pay attention to hockey go, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. And then everyone else is like, no, that's 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 really bad. They're like, if that trade happened five years ago, wow. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, we're hoping we're hoping for a trade, kind of. We're just hoping not to give up too much. At least I am. Yeah. And it's kind of like the Celtics. Feels Feels just like the Celtics a few weeks ago. I'd love Bertans. Don't move Gordon or Smart. And they did nothing. But they did nothing. So let's see if we get the same thing. If we have two, I wonder what the last year they both did nothing at the deadline. I'm I'm honestly sure it's not that long ago, but it'd just be interesting to know. It just seems like the Bruins, every time that they go, hey, we want this player, this player, and this player, and then they all go immediately. Yeah. But 
I th- apparently the the two teams that are really in the hunt for Kreider right now are the Bruins and Colorado. And again, Colorado's kind of falling apart. Injuries are really piling up for them f- to big players too. And they're like extended injuries. It could be potentially season-ending injuries. Um, so it might be good for us. Kreider might want to come out here. Does he um, have a Does he have a no trade? That I don't know, but it might not be up to him. True. I don't know. But we'll see. Six days. We, we will see. Six days. And then uh, NBA is back. Yeah. Gonna enjoy this West Coast. Gonna have the two TVs going when they're both on. It's great. Yep. I'm in. Well, all right. Let's um let's talk again later this week when we got the Bruins have a couple games and then Celtics will be back. Um, we'll have some more stuff to kind of cover. Hopefully we'll have either a trade or a non-trade to discuss by Let's that go. point. Let's um, go. <laughs> again, if it's a trade, please just don't give up that much. You know, we don't yeah. need to sell everything to get a rental. No, please, please just, uh, just keep those picks. Cause yeah. uh, we got some old men. <laughs> they're going to go away. They're going to evaporate just like, uh, Dennis Seidenberg did. But we do have a, a lot of young prospects that, that are uh, that are very promising. So looking forward to that. I'm actually personally not a huge fan of picks because we've already made so many recently and we have a lot of players that are in development that I think could really slot in fairly soon. And then we're going to get to the point where we're going to have to start giving them away for nothing. Yeah. So it, it's a double It's an embarrassment sword. of riches. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to get to that point. Celtics are kind of there too. It, At this point, exactly. we, like that's why I want us to do both those first rounds for Bertans because it's just like, all right, well then you're getting rid of some of the guys you have currently. Um, you know, you can only invest in so many young guys. Exactly. I mean, eventually you're going to lose some that you don't want to lose. So either you make them work somehow, you work it out with contracts and bridge deals and things like that, or you yeah. lose them for nothing. And unfortunately, that might happen to us coming up with. Seattle coming into the league as well yeah hey but you know a league expanding is always a good thing it's just a casualty of success I guess it's true well all right man we'll check in this week all right we'll do all right, bro.